0: Welcome to the Rick Fuller Podcast, presented by Rick Fuller, the team leader of the Rick Fuller team, which serves the San Francisco Bay Area and the greater Sacramento region. Rick and his team have over 1,000 five star reviews and have been honored as a distinguished small business by the California State Senate and Assembly. Rick is a community leader, national real estate coach, and real estate investing expert. While the tide may change, certain fish always bite. Increasing mortgage rates. May decrease the number of certain clients, but there are life circumstances and professional relationships that will continue to grow your business regardless of economic conditions. Listen in as Rick teaches his team how to direct their attention to unique opportunities to serve and which professional relationships need to be nurtured to consistently supply your client pipeline. What do I like to do? What do I enjoy to do? Like, what's one of my hobbies? Just go ahead and shout it out. Unmute yourself. Fishing. All Exercising. Right. <laughs> Spend <laughs> time with your family, fish, and love your wife. Assigning you tasks. Throw knives. Bike riding. <laughs> you're, you're describing someone who's quite psychotic. And uh, it, it, But uh, you, many of you said fishing, and you're absolutely right. I love to fish. And my favorite place to fish, believe it or not, is that delta in your backyard, you know, the one you see on Highway 4, Highway 160. Um, And I, I just love to fish. I always have. I don't think it's the fishing. I think it's the heritage of my grandfather, my dad out fishing, my brothers, my cousins. Like, we just did this growing up, and I just love it. And one of the things about the California Delta that you may or may not know is that the tide comes in, and the tide goes out. How many people already knew that? Like It is a waterway connected to the San Francisco Bay and to the ocean. And so that delta goes in and goes out. And sometimes when I go fishing, I try to avoid the tide change, just being real. Because when the tide is changing, the water underneath changes first and the water at top, changes later and so there's like two different directions that are happening and it can make it confusing your fishing lines can get all tangled up because of that your boat never holds steady and if you're a fisherman you know exactly what i'm talking about you try to avoid it too and you try to avoid it not because there's no fish the fish didn't move from the water to the trees you try to avoid it because it's chaotic and it's different you got to do some new things right The other thing I learned about fishing the California Delta is at certain times, certain fish bite. Uh, I took a group of you guys out fishing one time and the guide told us at 10 o'clock, the fish will start biting. Like during this certain time. And he was like within 10 minutes, he was right on and the fish started biting at 10 o'clock. But the one thing that I've learned is that there's one kind of fish in the Delta that's always biting. Whether the tide's coming in or the tide's going out. Whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's windy, the catfish is always biting. Did you know that? Christina, would you go to my slides? How many people here would agree? Let's go to the next slide. How many people would agree that the tide in real estate is changing? and how many people here agree that the higher that that a lot of people are influenced by rate would you agree with that like your first time home buyer is very much dependent on rate did you know that when interest rates went at, uh, increased california went from one in four buyers being able to afford a home to one in five um and you have move up sellers that become buyers. They're buying a bigger house. They need more space. And they have become uh, a little reluctant to move the higher the rate. And the higher the rate, the less move up buyers and sellers there are in the market. Why is that? Well, they've had an interest rate for the last five years in the threes. They talked to one of our um, incredible lenders and they give them a great rate in the fives. And they go, well, I'm going to hold tight. And it reduces the number of move up buyers and sellers that are biting. And the move down sellers, same concept, right? They don't want a bigger home, but they want a smaller home. And and so they're um, influenced highly by rate. And here's what I want to tell you. The Fed meets next week in Jacksonville Hole, uh, Wyoming. And that's a huge Fed. It's a huge meeting that occurs with over 100 economists. And then our next Fed meeting will occur in September. If the rate goes higher, you will see less of these in the market. Would you agree with that? Because they are highly influenced by rate. But as this tide changes, I want to remind you, there are certain fish that are always biting. There are always catfish out there. And these fish are not influenced by rate. And if you're looking at your client mix and you go, Rick, I had this amount of clients before and it's shrinking because these ones I have that have been influenced by rate. Well, I just don't have as many as I did three months ago, six months ago, or a year ago. You need to catch some catfish. You need to begin catfishing. You need to change your technique. You can't use the same technique to catch a catfish as you do a sturgeon. They're very different. And what What we found is that there are certain types of fish that are always biting. There are certain types of clients that are always buying and selling real estate. And the higher your rate gets, the less clients that you have that are going to be influenced by rate in the market. So if we see in September the Fed do another 0.75%, 75% basis point uh, increase in the rate, you're going to see less buyers in the market. You're gonna see less sellers in the market that are traditionally and influenced by rate. But there are certain ones that are, the higher the rate, you have the same number of clients and you need to add these to your client mix. Christina, next slide. All right, so what are those clients? I'm gonna walk you through these quickly. Uh, by the way, if you wanna hear more about these, I will intentionally spend time over the next several team meetings to kind of cover these in the future. Just chime in um, in the chat box if you. You would like to learn more. Here's a couple of them. You have opportunities to serve corporate relocation. It's not influenced by rate, influenced by career relocation. Who's the relationship? What's the relationship? HR managers. Man, I used to go to the Embarcadero building, take Bart all the way. They're not influenced by rate, they're influenced by career relocation. Divorce. Friends, they're not influenced by rate, they're influenced because their marriage is dissolved. That's the technical term for it. And who do you need to have a relationship with to be able to serve people that are going through a divorce? We need divorce attorneys. There are people that are going to be meeting with their tax professional in the next month because their extension on their taxes expires in October and they need tax strategy. They're not influenced by rate. Matter of fact, the higher the rate for them, the better because mortgage interest deduction is the only thing that's interest deductible. And they're going to save taxes and you need tax professionals. So let me ask you this, when was the last time you had a lunch, coffee, breakfast, a one-on-one with a tax professional because they will refer you. How about a 1031 exchange? They're not influenced by rate. Did you know that 37% of homeowners across the US do not do not have a mortgage? Are they influenced by rate? Say no. They're influenced by better yields, higher rates of return, cash on cash investment. Who should you be talking to? Property managers. Because they want to move property from one location to the next. All right. Here's the one I want to concentrate with you today. Trust and probate. This is an opportunity to serve. They're not influenced by rate. What are they influenced by? With By a death of a loved one, right? And who do you need to have a relationship with? Your estate planning attorneys. Friends, these are the catfish in the market. Tides are changing and your ability to, to have fish in your basket that you know that you can catch on a regular basis that aren't influenced by a higher rate, lower rate, the shifting tide that's going back and forth makes all the difference in your business. Next slide. Let's dive a little deeper into probate because the moment I said that word, like most, many of you are like, what is it? How does it work? And most real estate agents I found, they overcomplicate it. They make it so complicated. This is not a complicated business for you to be in. It's super simple. Here's what a probate is. It's a court process. It's a legal process. And it's when a homeowner dies and they don't, have one of these three things. They are going through a California court probate process. Here are the three. Their title is not held in joint tenancy. Remember that word from your real estate textbooks? Like there's joint tenancy, there's uh, tenants in common. Okay, we're talking tenant joint tenancy has what? Right of survivorship. So it automatically goes to that person that they have jointly on title. So they they hold it as an individual. They hold it as a sole person, as a sole entity. They hold it as tenant in common and their half, their share needs to go through probate. Here's number 2. The title was not held in a trust. A trust minimizes prevents them from going to probate. It predecides how the distribution of their real estate assets are going mm. to occur. And number 3 there is no revocable transfer on death recorded. Uh this is a deed you can have recorded. It's not a will, it's not a trust. It's a deed. The deed like waits as like a trigger. The moment someone passes away, this new deed comes in and it it specifies your direction and what you would like to see happen. This is relatively new. This if I was to have done this presentation 5 years ago, there was no number three. It was only those two options. Today, there is a revocable transfer on death deed. And a good estate planning attorney can tell you the difference and the benefits and the pros and cons. Here's what you need to know. The above is true even even if they have a will. They have a will. They're still going to probate because it doesn't specify their real estate assets. And probate, Generally, it's like hiring a it's like hiring two brokerages. You're gonna pay five or six percent to the real estate brokerage, you're gonna pay five or six percent to the probate attorney. And I've seen them take months and I've seen them take years. So avoiding probate is very, very important for your clients. Next slide. So there are two types of probate remember you're going to court they have died what we call intestate they have died without a trust they've died and they weren't in joint tenancy the court is going to determine who the administrator is the administrator for a probate is like the successor trustee on the trust they're responsible for what happens to this property and they're going to be given one of two things the court will give them full authority say, Rick, why are you telling me about it? Because all the disclosures that I'm going to send you, all the addendums, they all ask you, is it full or partial authority? And your ability to understand the difference um, makes this thing a lot clearer for you. What is full authority? Once the court says, Shelby, you're the administrator, John, you're the administrator, Shauna, you're the administrator, and you have full authority, you will not likely have to go back to court. That means if you write an offer on a probate property that has full authority, You don't have to go back to court. So what's the difference? Not much. You're going to throw a probate addendum on it and an advisory, and you're going to check the box full authority. It's easy. It's simple, and you can do it. But if it has partial authority, you say, where do I find that? It comes on the docket. The court order will actually say full or partial authority. That box is checked partial authority. Uh, Friend, you're going back to court. That means you wrote an offer on the property. It's been accepted. Like the, the, the administrator accepted. The court is going to have to provide confirmation. And if the court doesn't provide confirmation, your deal's not going through. And at court, if it's partial authority, now watch track, track, track with me on this. If it's partial authority, other p- people can bid on the property at court. The court could turn into an auction where the people in the audience can say, I'll bid higher than that offer amount. Now, the good news, in my experience, 90% of them have full authority. Ask for the court order. The court order will tell you. It checks a box, full or partial authority. List the name of the estate. It's not the person who passed away. It's the estate of, and it will also list whether they have full or partial authority. That's the biggest thing that you need to know in probate. Next next slide. So how do you go about establishing these relationships? You know, Brian talked about SYNC. SYNC's a great tool. Don't just go and grab people off of Yelp or the yellow pages and drop them into your, your CRM. There are many things that you can do to get these five key relationships. Divorce attorneys, property managers, HR managers, tax professionals, estate planning attorneys. All of these people have catfish that are always biting, okay? Whether or not the striper, the sturgeon, or the black bass are biting, the catfish are. And these are people not influenced by rate. And your ability to kind of pepper this, your, 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 uh, your client pool with people that are referred to you that are not influenced by rate will be really a a significant part of your success. I want to remind you that all people are created equal, but not all relationships are. These relationships, oh, they can send you a dozen, 20, 30, 40 clients a year. It has happened to me. It's happened to many of you. And it's why we need to do things different. You got to change up your fishing technique on this one. Don't just throw them in your 34 touch. Don't just throw them in sync. Go and have weekly coffee with them. Do community presentations with them. Do an interview with them on Zoom. Uh, Go to chamber commerce of events. They're there. Meet with them on Facebook. Join a BNI or tip group go out and have regular lunch or dinner. Uh, I've taken my estate planning attorney out to dinner multiple times. I take him to the nicest restaurant I I can find. The last one we did, we did Vic Stewart's. And it's just my way of spending time with them and developing that relationship. You're going to the ball game this weekend. You have an extra ticket. Take your divorce attorney, your property manager. You're going out to dinner. You're going out to lunch. Don't eat alone. Bring one of them with you. I'm giving you a snapshot of how you need to develop these relationships with people that are always buying and selling real estate, regardless of where the rate's at. Your ability to do that will be the key. Next slide. Okay, so what resources can I give you? You're going to get an email here, probably within the hour, that I've pre-written for you, and it's going to give you the three documents on Skyslope that you're going to use. It's super simple. It's an advisory, a probate advisory. A probate listing addendum, not an amendment. Amendments are created after a transaction. This is before a transaction. And you're gonna use a probate listing addendum. It's gonna say things like you can't charge more than 6%. That's by law. It's gonna say things that your listing can't be more than 90 days. That's by law. It'll spell out the process, and you'll have a probate purchase agreement addendum. There's no probate purchase contract anymore, just an addendum, and it's going to say, guess what, full or partial authority, and you're going to check that box, and you're going to send that off, and that will give you all the information. If you're still confused on how that works, I'll give you a guide, and you'll get this probably within the next hour or so, and it will tell you specifically what to check, how to check it, and what you need to know per paragraph. And finally, I'm going to include a video, it's about an hour long, about how you write this, including using what's called a representation capacity signature disclosure. Simply saying, I'm the estate and you're the administrator and I have authority to sign. That's all it's doing. These three simple forms will become, these three simple tools will be coming your direction with some of the notes from my conversation here today. So you feel comfortable working with probates and with those that are buying and selling real estate regardless of the direction of interest rates.